Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Welcome back to another episode of Tere Tells All. We are just coming out of a long Memorial Day weekend. I hope that you all were able to just relax or party it up, whatever you wanted to do. Um, but yeah, I hope you enjoyed your three-day weekend. Um, we had the last day of school for our students on Friday, um, but it wasn't the last day for teachers. So I did get my three-day weekend, but I actually am back at work today, Tuesday. So yeah, I just got to wrap up this week um, and then I will finally get to start my summer break. Uh, but yeah, this weekend was pretty fun. Um, let's see, what did I get into? Uh, didn't really do much Friday. I was kind of like exhausted from the work week, so I just kind of stayed in. Um, but Saturday, I got to finally go out into the world. So obviously, you know, things are opening back up and people are going back out and you, with the vaccine out and 50% of the U.S. population vaccinated now, I think people are starting to feel more normal and itching to just get back to, you know, the way life was. And um, although I've gone out here and there, like I've gone, you know, out to dinner and things like that, um, I actually kind of felt a little normal this weekend. I went to the movies with my son. We went to go see Quiet Place 2. Highly recommend. I'd give it an 8 out of 10, just as good as the original or part one. So my son and I, like that was our our thing pre-COVID. Every Friday night, we would go out to the movies and we would watch something, usually something like gory or suspenseful or horror or even just like all the Marvel, all the superhero movies like that. That was our thing. It's like a Friday night ritual. And, you know, COVID happened and all the movie theaters shut down. So then we kind of, you know, had to stop doing that. The last time we went to the movies was for his birthday back in September and we saw Tenet. Um, and yeah, we hadn't been back since. So it was nice to go out to the movies and just feel a little bit normal. Um, and then Saturday night, I actually got to go out into the city. Um, we went to a club like a, like a lounge type of place, um, with Heidi and Christian and, um, Paige, who is the Buff Bunny stylist. We were there for Mona and Victoria's birthday. So, uh, Mona Brown, some of you might know her. She works with Max, like on Ever Forward and, uh, Sour Strips. And then Victoria, she's uh, a local model here and she also models for Buff Bunny. So it was birthday birthdays and it was nice to be out, you know, like enjoying a drink and dancing the night away and just being surrounded by people. And I didn't realize how much I needed that. Um, until like I was there and, and it was, it was so nice and I had a great time. Um, Sunday I binged Netflix. I watched season two of who killed Sarah. And I know that right now it sounds like I watch a lot of TV, but I swear I don't, I normally don't. The fact that I was able to watch 
so many like movies and shows this weekend is insane um because yeah i like pretty much binge the whole season um if you don't if you've not watched who killed sarah highly recommend it's in spanish um it, it is on the top 10 netflix right now it's in spanish but obviously you can get the english subtitles which i normally don't mind uh think of kind of like narcos where like the show is in spanish but you get to read the subtitles um but yeah, it's also like a like a murder mystery, suspenseful type of show. And yeah, and then Monday, Memorial Day, I just hung out with the fam. So it was just a nice long weekend and I hope you guys enjoyed yours. Okay, this week's review shout out goes to a fashion whiz. She says, in love, so many feelings about this. I'm a 35-year-old Latina that has been a size 8 to 20 back to currently 14. I'm so grateful to have found Tere among others who are talking about life. Hands up emoji. I'm not alone. Um, thank you so much. You are absolutely right. We are not alone in our journeys. And that's exactly why I put this out here. Because no matter what we're going through, there is someone else out there who can relate. And knowing that we are not alone just kind of helps us cope and, and move forward and just gives us that strength and that motivation. Um, and then the next one is from, and I'm so sorry, I might butcher your name, so I, I apologize in advance. Um, Nay, Nay Get Fit. Um, and she says, Love, love, love. I love your story and first started following you on Instagram. Such a huge inspiration. Then came across your podcast and love it. And a little side note, we have the same last name or family name. I feel like it's not common, and I thought it was so cool when I saw that. So I, Totally agree. I love our last name, my last name, your last name. Um, you're right. It's not common. So obviously it's a, it's a, a Hispanic last name, um, but it's not one that I hear very often. And I think it's so unique and I like, I love it. Um, if I ever get married in the future, I plan to keep my last name somehow, some way. Um, when my sister got married, she took our last name, which is her maiden name, um, and made it her middle name because her and I, our parents didn't give us a middle name, so we don't have a middle name. So she just moved it over. She, her maiden name made it her middle name and then take, took her husband's uh, last name. So I don't know. Maybe I'll do something like that or maybe I'll hyphenate it. I don't know. But I don't I don't want to lose it. I, I think it's so cool. And um, yeah, I definitely want to keep it. But Thanks to both of you for leaving me a review. You guys know you can leave a review on Apple Podcast. Um, rate, review, comment, like, share, all that good stuff. Uh, I love when you guys share on your Instagram stories and then you tag me. It's honestly the easiest way for me to see that. If you tag like the, the podcast account, if you tag like my personal account, I may or may not see it. Just it depends because, you know... I have more traffic there, um, but if you tag me on the podcast page, um, it's a smaller audience, so I'm able to see those tags much easier. But if you if you do, if you post your stories and you know you share about the episode and you tag the Instagram account, I'll see it. I'll share it. I'll thank you for listening because it means the world to me. Um, and honestly, I always tell you guys that you know I always I caption my things saying that we're growing and we're glowing, and I mean that wholeheartedly. We're growing and we're glowing. And that is the whole point of this podcast. I think there's so much that we can learn from other stories. And that is why I do this. This is, I don't, I don't get paid for this. I carve time out of my days to do this. I, I have a passion for this. And so it just, 
it means a lot to me that you guys are listening and that you care and that you take something from it. So when you share it out into the world because you feel like others can resonate or connect to this, then it's just like, I have no words. But um, yeah, thank you so much for doing that. Um, All right. So today's guest, sweet friend. She is a fellow, fellow podcaster. She's kind of been like a mentor to me when it comes to podcasting. And um, it was, you know, I've been wanting to have her on my podcast since the minute I knew that I was going to launch one. Um, you know, we all have that list of guests in our head, like who are some of the people that we want to come on our shows. And she has been at the top of my list that I knew I wanted to have her on. So, um, yeah, without further ado, let's get into it. Hey guys, today on the show, I have a radiant soul. She's a mindset coach, the host of the Glowponent Method podcast, and my dear friend, Callie Wiley. Hi. Hi, how are you? Yes, I'm so excited. I feel like this has been such a long time coming. Um, And you've been on my podcast, and so I'm so excited that you have a podcast now. So this is really exciting for me. Yes, I've I've been on Callie's podcast twice. And so when I started my podcast, I was like, and I started making my list of people who I knew I wanted to be on my podcast. I was like, Callie, for sure. (laughs) (laughs) Must do. I love it. (laughs) So, um, yeah, Callie had me on her podcast to talk about like my fitness journey. At that point, she had the first time we talked, she had a different podcast. Um, It was a nutrition rookie, right? Yeah. Yeah. And so we talked a little bit about like my fitness journey and how I started, which is probably like a a recap of everything I told you guys on episode one. Um, But now she's kind of transitioned into other um, avenues. And so now her podcast is called The Gloponent Method. Um, But before we get into like how she got there, I figured Callie could give us a little bit of her fitness journey, her um, fitness story, um, since that is kind of how we connected. So yeah. Go for it, girl. Yeah, yeah. So um, my fitness journey started, I mean, it's something I've been on my whole life um, as I've worked through with other coaches to really figure out why I've I've become who I am. Um, But growing up, I was always like, I'm five foot 11. Um, I was, I've been this height since fifth grade. Like I had my growth spurt between fourth and fifth grade. And so my body has always been a struggle. Um, and from that, I always really leaned into like struggling with being like the big girl and the tall girl. Um, kids are mean in middle school. <laughs> kids are so mean when you're tall um, and you play sports and you start having like other schools question if you're even like the right age to be playing and things like that. Um, and so I knew young, I, I struggled with my body. Um, I struggled with the concept of being too tall. Like I always wanted to be shorter. I wanted to be like more the norm. Um, I didn't really like my body wasn't, I was not overweight at that point, but I was always just called the big girl. So now you start to visualize like people called me an ogre. So you start to visualize yourself as Shrek. Like that's where it is. It's so mean. It's so mean. Um, but I like most of the kids that I grew up with were like four foot 11 at this point. And so a whole Amazon taller than them. And so it just kind of like became a thing. Um, and as I got a little older, um, I started coping with binge eating. Like I didn't know how to control my emotions. Um, I liked food, food made me happy. And so I would binge eat on everything. Mm-hmm. Um, when I fast forward through like high school, college, I got married super young. I got married when I was like 19, 20. Um, it was not a healthy relationship. You're young, you're young. You don't know what you want. They don't know what they want. 
Um, you're different people. There's a lot of toxicity when you're growing through that age. Like you grow so much from 19 to 22. (laughs) Yeah. So much. Um, and so it was a very toxic relationship. There was a lot of mental abuse, um, behind it. And in that, I just leaned so heavily into binge eating. I leaned so heavily into eating my feelings and, and using food to support me. Um, I was really struggling with what I wanted out of life. I was really struggling with like the people I was surrounded with. I was really struggling with that relationship. I was really struggling with this variety of things. And the only thing that really, like I found happiness in was like way overeating. And so I gained a lot of weight, um, a lot of weight, like over probably 80 to hundred pounds, mm-hmm. um, through binge eating and decided that I had to take charge of things. Like I was like, I can't be in this relationship. I can't do this. Like, this is not, I'm 20, two years old. I cannot live like this. This is not what I was intended to be. Um, and so I got a divorce and decided that I had to take back my health, that everything else had to be on the back burner. And I had to focus on that. Um, it was really freaking hard. Um, it's hard to get into a gym when, when you don't know anything, (laughs) when you're like, okay, I know I want to lose weight, but like, I don't know what to do. So I would like go get on an elliptical and just like putter around for 10 minutes and be like, well, this is boring. So I'm going to try something else. So it just took a long time for me to gain this momentum. And I couldn't find the right resources. Like the internet is saturated. Um, Your girl has tried every single diet shake on the market. (laughs) I've taken every diet pill. Nothing was like, nothing was working. I was either starving and then I would binge again. Like it was just always this dirty cycle that I couldn't get out of. Like I just was so unhappy. Um, And then I would, I would cut food out and then I would binge and then I'd cut things out and then I would binge. Um, and I finally found, um, some decent resources and found some things to lean into and started with whole 30 and just decided if I could get rid of processed food and just eat well, that I could, I could take back my own health. Um, I was to the point of being stressed out about my weight that like, they thought I had colon cancer at one point. Cause I had such in, like inflammation through my intestines, um, oh. from food and stress that I was like internally bleeding pretty heavily. Um, And when I started like eating better, things started to really change. And so I stopped putting so much focus on like my weight and what I looked like and just how I could eat really well to feel really well. Um, And through that, I just started walking. I didn't have the right resources to know how to work out. So I just started like pounding the payment every day. Like I was like, I'm just going to walk. I'm going to walk and walk and walk and walk and walk and eat better. And Mm -hmm. slowly things just started to transform. I lost 80 pounds. Um, I ended up meeting my now husband um, who had been a very dear friend of mine for years who I ended up falling in love with and marrying. (laughs) Um, but he was very supportive. Um, he has a pretty strong, significant fitness background and was very patient with me. Um, Mm -hmm. as far as like, I started CrossFit and I, I really fell in love with things that I didn't think I was ever capable of. Like I never thought I could do a push up. Um, I can still kind of not really do pull-ups, but I never (laughs) thought I could do one. Um, I never thought that I could, I ran a half marathon. I never thought that I would be able to run a half marathon. Um, and I did that at a pretty, like I was still 60 pounds heavier at that point than I am now. Mm-hmm. Um, and so it was just this ever long journey of finding foods that made me feel good and losing weight and getting in a healthy relationship, um, and getting into a different career and just finding that overall happiness, um, that really, really set me on a path, which then lit me up to want to coach other people, um, to give them those resources and, and lean into people that, that are struggling with not knowing how to filter the internet. Um, with nutrition, because there's so much out there. (laughs) And so being able to, to give that back, um, and give back free affordable resources, like a podcast to just talk about things like this and get stories out there and share stories, 
but it's been a long, it's been a long journey. I still struggle with it. Um, I know how to eat. I know how to coach. And there are still days that I, like I've gained 30 pounds since COVID and just from emotions and stress eating and things like that, like it never goes away. It's a constant work in progress. So I think sometimes we get stuck in that it's never, like, it, it's never going to be perfect. And you're never like, it's okay. Like you can fluctuate through things and you can have different seasons and, and we go through different things and, and that's okay. Yeah. That's something that I always say too, is like, we go through these seasons of life and it's never going to be just like this beautiful linear timeline, you know, it's going to go up and down roller coaster seasons of life. And, um, like I said, I, I know that the way I look at my journey too, is through season. So I had like my, my weight loss journey season, and then I had my tummy tuck season, and then I had my mental and emotional healing season. Mm-hmm. And now it's kind of come full circle. So now I kind of want to focus again on like my, my physique again, but this yeah. time I'm not so obsessed about like being a certain weight or reaching certain numbers in inches or anything like that. It's more of like a, a mental, like how much can I push myself to achieve a desired look without compromise, compromising my mental health and my happiness and all the work that I've already done. Yeah. So it's always like, a, it's always a, a different, it's a, it's a big, long journey, but there's little seasons and chapters through it. So yep. I totally yeah. get that. Um, one, I'm going to circle back to a couple of things you said. One, 5'11". How did I not know that? I knew you were tall, but I didn't realize you were that tall. Yeah, super tall. Super tall. <laughs> so now tall. I'm excited to meet you so that when <laughs> we finally meet in person and we hug and then we're like, oh my God. <laughs> <laughs> right? I know. Yeah, super tall. Super tall. I know. I always thought you were super tall until you were on my podcast and you're like, no, I'm super short. And I was like, oh, oh, okay. Like, okay. You look yeah. very tall in your social media. <laughs> yeah. Which is funny because both of my sisters are like five nine, like yeah, they're like five nine, five ten, but like five eight, five, between five eight and five ten. Um, my brothers are all six feet. My son is like almost six feet. So I don't know what happened. The height gene skipped me. I posted a picture on Instagram like for National Sibling Day, and like it's I mean with all my all my siblings, I'm in the middle and I'm the shortest one, and I'm wearing heels in that photo, and I'm still <laughs> the shortest one. So yeah, I don't know what happened that I'm so short, but here I am. Um, and then second, you said, which I totally agree with that the internet is saturated with workouts and meals and, uh, meal plans and what you should do and what you shouldn't do. And I know that people get so overwhelmed. Like that's one of the questions that I get the most is like, how do I get started? What do I do? Or like, I go to the gym, but all I do is just get on the treadmill or get on the elliptical because I don't know what to do. And it's kind of hard for me to answer that question because that's not how I started. Like I didn't start by just walking into the gym and then trying to wing it. I started more with group fitness classes. So I would do like boot camps and I did CrossFit. I did um, Orange Theory. I did, um, yeah, just things like that. So I, I, by the time I made my way into an actual gym, I kind of already knew how to work out and what to do and what sets were and what reps were. Um, so I always tell people, you know, maybe consider doing like a group fitness class mm-hmm. first, get someone to coach you, maybe not one-on-one, but even if you're in a group setting, the coach is still going to check your form. They're still going to give you tips. You can yes. see other people around you to kind of like encourage you. Um, so what, what, I guess, 
what would you suggest to people who ask that question? Yeah. Like, so I completely lean into group classes now. Um, I think that not only are group classes a great way to make sure that what you're doing is proper, mm-hmm. um, but a community. I think that there's so much power in a community. I think you can find communities in those group classes. Um, you can realize that you're not the only one. You're not alone. Um, I think that there's so much power in trying multiple group class types. Mm -hmm. I don't think that everything is for everyone. Um, I, I live, breathe, die CrossFit. I love it. I love lifting heavy. Um, it's not for everybody. And I don't think that everybody needs to try to fit that mold. Um, I've also recently super fallen in love with Pilates, which is something I never would have tried had I not started working for a Pilates studio because I was so passionate about fitness. I did not necessarily care where I got. Um, (laughs) and I just wanted to be in the fitness industry. And I had dabbled in Pilates a little bit after I got in my car accident, um, as a recovery method, but I'd never been on a reformer. I was like, man, like those people lift little weights. Uh, it is such a hard workout and it is so much fun. And so I think that I wish years ago, I would have been more open to trying a variety of different classes. Um, when I was like 18, 19, 20, I had a friend named Whitney, um, that we would like go to the YMCA and we did like yoga. And then one day we did water aerobics and we did Zumba. Like we would just try everything like, like, Oh, this sounds fun. Like, let's do this. Um, and I think that there's just so much power in trying new things. Like every single group fitness gym has like week trials or a drop-in class Mm -hmm. or something. Mm -hmm. Um, I think that there is so much power in trying everything. You have to find the people that, that mesh with you. Like you will walk into a place and be like, this is my community. These are my people. This is for me. Um, and I think it's okay. Like there's so much on the internet that we, we tend to follow influencers that were like, well, I must have to do exactly what they do. Um, I must have to just do this workout. And I think that it's okay to love something that other people love. My friend, Wendy freaking loves Zumba. It's not my jam. I feel awkward. I'm always 48 steps behind everybody. And (laughs) these women that do it are so good that I'm like, damn, this is not for me. Like just not for me. Um, I'll still go and try it and, and wing it. Um, but it's just not, would never be my primary thing. Yeah. And so I think that there's just so much power in trying everything, find what you love. If you don't love it, it's not for you. And it's not, you're not going to stay motivated. You're not going to want to go. Um, and it's okay to try those different things. And then you'll get a community and you'll get coaches and, and instructors and people that can help you develop. And then other people that are also on your journey. Like it's so important to realize that you're not the only one. Um, mm-hmm. We go to like a standard, like big box gym right now. Um, and it's not as open. It's not as like, I don't feel the gym intimidation there. Cause I do know what I'm doing now, but I felt it before and it was mm-hmm. scary, but mm-hmm. it's not as open. Like people aren't going to like people put their headphones in, do their thing and leave. Or when you go into some of these smaller communities, like you're going to get that like overwhelming support and that love um, to help you feel worthy and give you that, that sense that you're actually doing something that, that matters, I guess, if that makes sense. Yeah. Yeah. No, I totally agree. Uh, the, the community aspect is so undervalued because I, I feel it, when I did, um, boot camp, I was amazing because it was mostly women. There were a couple of men in there, but it was mostly women. And starting off, I felt, I didn't realize I needed that. I needed a community of women, other women who were moms, who knew what I was going through, other women who were also teachers who knew what I was going through. And then there were other like older women in like their fifties and sixties. And it like made me realize that this is something that I can continue doing for the rest of my life. Like this is not just a for now. And there was such a wide background of people. Um, And then we all cheered each other on and you know, we had a wall. And so every time you completed 
I want to say like 50 classes or something. You got to sign the wall. So I got to sign the wall multiple times and, you know, you get to see everybody's names there. And that's not something that you get if you just, you know, walk into like a Globo gym by yourself. That yeah. community makes a big difference. And then when I transitioned over to CrossFit, same thing. We celebrated each other's PRs. We would like all stop what we were doing and watch someone try to hit a PR. And, you know, we'd like all hold our breath together until they got the lift. And um, those, those little things push you when you're with people that whenever you're alone, you're like, I got this. Like, I, I yeah. know what to do. I got it. So, um, yeah, I will, I will still always 100% recommend start with a group fitness class if you can, if you want to, and it's going to be uncomfortable and it's going to be a little awkward, but you'll get through it. Yeah. Yeah. When I first started CrossFit, I like straight up thought CrossFitters were like motorcycle gangs. I don't know. I like literally sat in front of this, in this gym with my husband and he like knew the owner and like, I like cried. Like I, it took me like two full days to actually go in and we finally went in. It was like a one-on-one session for like two weeks. Like to get you into the the rhythm. And then it was like all over again. I like cried before my first group fitness class. I was like, these people are going to point at me and laugh at me and badger me. Like I can't. And I had like watched YouTube videos of like CrossFit games athletes, which was stupid. Um, like I was like, I can't do any of that. Like these people are going to make fun of me. And even like, we were there for like, I mean, we were there until we left um, Reno, but even like in like beginners competitions that I would do, I would have like complete strangers that were judges that cared so deeply about me hitting my goals that I was like, what is this? Like you would have judges that you would never met till you hit the competition floor that would care so much that like when you made the lift, you were like hugging and you were best friends by the end of it. Like straight up, like a different level of encouragement and support. And like, it was always like that. Like the first time I got a push up not on my knees was like the biggest gym celebration ever. And like, we're all still very close. Like it's just a different level of like, everybody can be at a different level and it doesn't matter where you are but everyone's going to celebrate you. And I think that that's so, it's so common in so much group fitness. Like people, mm-hmm. it's terrifying. Oh my gosh, did I cry? Um, but like, no one, was mean. <laughs> no yeah. one was mean. I see it at the Pilates studio all the time. We have like new members that will come in physically shaking into the intro class, um, physically shaking and like physically like flushed and terrified. And they get in there and then they like start to see other people or they see like, our members that are 80 years old that like come in and do it every day. <laughs> like, yeah. And they start to realize that like, you're not behind, you're not alone. You can do this. Like, it doesn't matter where you are. Like if, if this is really hard for you, like, that's okay. Like you're okay where you're at. And I love that. Like, I absolutely love settings of encouragement. Yeah. Especially if you're like brand new and maybe like your home environment doesn't understand your goals. Yeah. I do get that. You know, some moms will be like, well, I want to work out and I want to eat healthy, but my husband isn't supportive or I can't cook something for myself and cook something different for my kids. Like, yeah, I, I can see how that can be um, something that holds people back. But when you are surrounded by people, by this community, then then that gives you someone to reach out to, Yeah, um, you know? So like, Hey, what are you doing for meal prep? Or like, Hey, how do you count? How do you track macros? Hey, what time are you going to the gym? I don't want to go by myself today. Mm-hmm. Like you have a group of friends. And even though I no longer do boot camps, even though I no longer do CrossFit, I have formed friendships with a lot of these people that even now, you know, we'll still catch up every once in a while, or we follow each other on social media and we still support each other that way. So yeah. it's, it's a cool, cool thing to have. So, um, 
Pilates. Mm-hmm. I tried Pilates for the first time and I really, really, really liked it. And I want to continue doing it. Any yeah. like tips or anything about Pilates that you want to share? So I just, I never, I always super underestimated Pilates. Like it was never something on my radar. Um, I just had never, I'd always really underestimated it. Um, when I got my car accident, I had some severe lower back damage. Mm-hmm. Um, it was really, I couldn't do deadlifts. I couldn't do squats hurt really bad. Um, I pretty much like I would get on the rower for hours on end. Um, and that was it. And it, it was hard. Um, I spent a lot of time on the bike, a lot of time on the rower. Um, a lot of the time just trying to find things that I could do that didn't, didn't cause pain. Mm-hmm. Um, when I started doing like some, I had heard a lot about like Matt Pilates and I started doing that to like strengthen my quarter, strengthen my lower back and loved it. Um, and so when the opportunity came up to get a job at a Pilates studio, um, I really leaned into like learning it and understanding it. And I, I fell in love with reformer Pilates. Um, it has worked different muscles than I've ever, I didn't even know I had inner thigh muscles. I was like, well, that's just like a soft spot on my body. Like I don't have those muscles. Um, it is so underestimating, so underestimating as far as a good workout. Like people just think that it's this like women's only, um, low impact. It is, it's low impact. Um, it's low impact, but it's tough. It's so hard. It's so hard. Um, I think everybody should do Pilates. I think everybody would find benefit to it. Um, there's a lot of like professional athletes that do it. Um, Mm -hmm. being in Arizona, there's a lot of the big baseball players that lean into it a lot. Um, for those like small muscles and your core is crazy. I've never had a stronger core in my entire life. Um, and it's fun. It's so much fun. Um, and there's so much variety to it. Like there's, we have cardio classes and we have like TRX classes and different things, but it's just a different way to, to process things. I didn't, I had no concept of, of what it was. Mm. Um, but man, it's so much fun. It is so much fun. It's like 45 minutes of, of getting to work out really hard and getting to challenge myself in ways I've never challenged myself and not, and still like build up my back and my core and my, my glutes and my hamstrings, like all the things that I've always avoided. (laughs) Um, I've really been able to lean into, so it's been a lot of fun and it's so cool to see, like, we have members that are like in their late eighties that come every single day and they can do it. And you see people that come in that have not worked out in 35 years, like not exaggerating and they can't sit down. And their only goal is to be able to sit down on the ground with their grandkids. Mm-hmm. Um, and they come for like six weeks and then they can get up and down off the reformer by themselves. Like that's the kind of stuff that's so powerful about it. Like things that it's not, it's low impact enough that people can, can do it that have never, that have come out of like hip replacements and things like that. Um, but, and it's not that like, people don't feel like it's that same rap that CrossFit gets that it's this like right. high intensity, like hard, hard workout, I guess you could say I'm doing air quotes. No one can see them, but me and you, um, yeah. but it just gives a different opportunity for people that, that may not otherwise have it. If that makes sense. Right. And you brought up an interesting point about like, you know, their goal may be to just be able to sit down on the ground with their grandkids because, and I get this so much on Instagram, like I'll post like a progress picture. Right. And like I told you a few minutes ago, right now I'm not focused on weight loss. Like that is not my goal, but I'll post a progress pic just like body composition wise. And then all these people start DMing me. Oh, if you want to lose weight, you should blah, blah, blah. Oh, you should eat this. Oh, you should try that. And it's like, when did I say that I wanted to lose weight? When did I say I want to lose 50 pounds? Like there are other goals to have when it comes to fitness 
than just weight loss, you know? Oh yeah. There may be some people do want to lose weight. I was there. That's how I started. I wanted to lose weight. Some people want to get stronger. Some people want to get bigger. Some people want to be more flexible. Some kids want to be able to sit on the ground to play with their grandkids. Some kids, some people want to like be able to throw a baseball with their kid in the backyard. Some people are there for like the emotional and mental healing aspect of fitness. And I wish people would just stop automatically always going to like, oh, you just want to lose weight. And yeah. another thing that also bothers me, like, again, when I post a progress picture, they're like, oh, well, you were beautiful then and you're beautiful now. It's like, I never said I was ugly. Like, <laughs> right? I get like, a lot of that too. Like, I understand what you're thinking. You probably thought that I thought I was ugly when I was bigger, but that, that, that wasn't what I was insinuating. You're insinuating that, not me, you know? Yeah. And um, so realizing that there is more to fitness and just weight loss is such a, I guess a big misconception that I really want to work towards like advocating more about and making people more aware of. Um, Cause like right now, like what, what is your fitness goal right now? Cause I know it, it's not going to be weight loss, right? Nope. It's not weight loss at all. Mine is solely mental. Like mine yeah. is solely mental. Um, this last year I struggle with super severe anxiety, um, which can lead to depression, but I, I can normally like sit in this like really horrible place. I'm <laughs> just ex- it, super horrible anxiety. Um, and COVID was freaking hard being an extrovert and the unknowns. And I've always been like a really strong type a, like we've always like prided ourselves in having our shit together and having jobs that were stable and have, and that was all ripped away when COVID hit. Yeah. Um, so we leaned into that heavily and moved and sold everything and, and got new jobs. We, we went the opposite direction. That's we, like, when we met. You were just yeah. in the middle of your move when we met. Yeah. Yeah. And so we went like crazy the opposite direction. Um, but it was super hard for my anxiety. Um, and my mental health needs movement. I, I could care less about like, I'm obviously always like, I want to feel my best, um, all the time because then Mm -hmm. I can't show up for other things if I don't feel my best. Um, but man, if my mental health is not there, nothing is there. Um, but this is the exact same thing that got me fired up was that everybody always assumed weight loss. Mm -hmm. Um, always like everyone always, and that's what's wrong with the internet. In my opinion is there's always like when you look up like health, it's all leaning towards weight loss, um, which is where my transition came from, from transferring from nutrition rookie to core glow, which was trademarked and now is Gloponit, um, was literally, I would get clients that would come to me and they'd be like, well, I want to be 135 pounds. And I'm like, okay, well, that's not possible. <laughs> You're not in third grade. Like I can't get you there. Yeah. And people would get so angry and I would literally be like, okay, but I want like, let's talk about everything else in your life. Like, is this actually unhappy with your weight? Or are you unhappy with so many other things in your life that you're just blaming your weight? Like you're just blaming your body and you blame, to blame your body. Yeah. A hundred percent. Um, it's way easier to be like, oh, my body sucks than to be like, my husband sucks or my kids <laughs> are causing me depression or my job is horrible. Like it's so much easier to just take the blame. Um, and clients didn't love that. Yeah. <laughs> like, um, let's talk about everything else. Um, and so that's where a lot of my rebrand came from was like, I still coach nutrition. I'm so passionate about it. Um, I coach it from a totally different place. I will not coach you on weight loss. I will not coach you on like performance nutrition. I don't, I think that there are better coaches out there for that. If you are a performance athlete and looking for performance coaching. Mm-hmm. Um, but I, I don't, I'm not passionate about it. I'm passionate about getting you healthy so that you can show up as your best self, mm-hmm. um, which looks so different for everybody. It's not going to be losing 50 pounds to go to a wedding. It's not going to be losing 50 pounds in six weeks. Like that's not, I can't do that for you. I don't want to do that for you. I don't care about that. (laughs) Like I want you to feel so freaking good 
that you can go do all the things that you feel so awesome and your body feels so good that you can chase your biggest dreams and you can feel confident to go get the new job and you can feel confident to leave the toxic marriage. Like that's what I coach. And so it was a very interesting transition because I was like, oh, I cannot be a nutrition coach because when you just put that out there, people come to you for a very different thing. Um, and they don't want to hear that. It's not always, it's not a weight thing. It's not, I wasn't, when I was my heaviest, it was not my weight that I, I was so unhappy with everything, um, that my weight really bogged me down. But once I took care of everything else, my weight came off too, like Mm -hmm. everything else aligned. And so, man, I, yeah, I'm right there with you. There's never an underlying goal for so many people. Like we have clients at our studio that like their goal is to be able to take their grandchildren to Disneyland, to be able to walk that far. Yeah. Um, or certain events in their life that they just want to be able to like walk their daughter down the aisle. Um, we have, I have people that are brides that just want to be able to comfortably walk down the aisle and dance at their wedding all night. Like, it's just not always a weight thing. Like you're, if you, if you are struggling with your weight, your energy is going to struggle too. And so there's just so much more to it than just mm-hmm. a number on the scale that I think we need to dive deeper into with so many people. Yeah. So I think when you heal your mindset, the mindset part of it, and it's like a more of an overall health. Um, you know, your your mind is right. Your eating habits are right. Your um, mental health, you're emotionally ready for it. It's such a much smoother journey because I think about like the first time that I, like when I first started, um, it was hard because I, I had to get my mind ready and I wasn't mm-hmm. always ready. And this time around, my mind is like, I'm ready to go. I know what I can do. I know what I'm capable of. I know what my goals are. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's easier. It's gotten, it's been easier to do the physical things that I want to do because my heart and my mind are, are right. Quote, you know? Yeah. So. Yeah. That's like with anxiety. Like I gained 30 pounds this year because I, I leaned into binge eating. Like I leaned into just like coping with food. Um, when things got scary and things got on unknown, like I was eating a lot of takeout because it made me feel better. Um, when I could calm the anxiety that all went away and I've got like a handle on it again. Like I feel much better. Um, my weight's going down again. Like I just feel better. And so if you can get into that mind and get into your mindset, like everything else is going to just change. Mm -hmm. Um, and it's hard and it's an, an always working thing. I am not a doctor. I'm not, cannot tell you how to fix your anxiety. Um, but I can tell you how to calm it and calming. Yeah. <laughs> like I've, I've been there and it's, it sucks and, yeah. and it's hard. And, but there's, there goes back to the seasons, right? So there's going to be seasons that are just tougher and that's okay. And it's okay. Like you're not broken. You're not, <laughs> you're not, yeah. it's okay to have seasons. Like I've heard so much like negative stuff. Like there's so much marketing right now around like the COVID 30 and the COVID 15, like lose your COVID 15. And I'm like, okay, but like, that person probably had a really garbage year. <laughs> like yeah, a lot of people lost their jobs and lost their homes and, and things change. Like maybe we should make sure that they're okay mentally before we just like hammer them with, with marketing about losing your COVID-15. Like, I think there's okay. so much more to it that is just missed and make people feel guilty. And that's not, yeah. that's not right. Yeah. No, during like time where I was going through, counseling and working on like my confidence and my anxiety and all of my things I gained weight too but I didn't feel bad about gaining the weight it was kind of like almost welcomed it because it kind of gave me a break from stressing about the dieting part to just focus on the me part and so yeah I didn't mind the weight gain and I knew like in my at the back of my head I was like well 
already know how to lose weight and I already know I can lose weight. So if I'm gaining weight right now, will I work on this one piece of my life? Then later on, I'll just come back and lose it again. No big deal. You know? Yeah. A hundred percent. Well, and I think that there's a lot of power and stuff like that too. Cause like, I know that my, my thinnest is not my goal ever again. Yeah. Like I know that I know the life that I lived when I did that and it was very restrictive. Mm-hmm. Um, I, we stopped like going to events. I stopped going out to dinner with friends. Cause I was like, well, I can't count my macros there. Like yeah. I can't have a beer. I can't. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yep. And so my, my lowest weight will never, ever be my goal again. Like I will never aim for that. Um, ever, ever. Mm-hmm. So I guess it full circles back to like people being like, Oh, your progress pick is the opposite direction. Here's a way. Like, no, like that's not my goal ever again. Like yeah. Man, was I unhappy. <laughs> like, it was not achievable for me. It was not realistic for me. Like I love burritos and I want to eat a burrito every now and then. And like, yeah. I was literally going and like deconstructing things so heavily that I was like, this is disgusting. Like, I would be like, can you please cut the rice in half and no cheese and no sour cream and no avocado and add chicken and minus this and one scoop of salsa. Does it have sugar in it? It does. Okay. No salsa either. Like then I'm eating chicken and rice. Like that's disgusting. Like, yeah, yeah. But that's to the point that I was getting. Cause I was like, well, I can't have avocado cause it's high in fat and I can't have cheese. Like, and it was just not, it was not a cute look. No. <laughs> not a good mental spot for me. I get you. I've been there, done that too. So I totally get it. Um, I want to transition into podcasting because yeah. so you were the first, you were the very first person to ever, ever ask me to be on their podcast. So one really? that's cool. yeah, yeah. Oh, dang. <laughs> And then two, like, I've always loved listening to podcasts. So whenever you ask me, like, do you want to be on my podcast? I was like, oh my God, yes. I've always <laughs> loved podcasts. Like that's, if I'm not listening to music, I'm listening to a podcast. Like yeah. I'll be cooking and I'll have a podcast on. And my son, sometimes he'll hear it and then like, it'll catch his attention. So then he'll sit here and listen to the podcast with me. Um, but I guess I kind of after being on your podcast and with my love of podcasting, it kind of like sparked something in me to say, okay, I should, I can do it. I want to do it. And then I would just kind of second guess myself. and be like, no, I don't have the time. No, I don't have the money. No, I don't have the equipment. Like, no, nobody's going to want to be on my podcast. Who's going to talk to me? Like I would always have those little like moments of hesitation, but you always, you're always posting things that resonate with me about, you know, there's never a right time and taking care of the whole you. And so I got, I kind of want to talk about, I want you to tell us how you got into podcasting and just kind of that experience. How's that been? Yeah. So I started podcasting two and a half, three years ago now. Um, it'll be three years in July. So almost three years. Um, I, I also love, like, I love listening to podcasts um, I, I'm a talker. I think there's so much power in sharing stories and vulnerabilities. Um, I think that there's just a lot of power in it. And so I love connecting with people. It was very selfish at the beginning. Cause I was like, Oh, all these people that I love so much, I could force them on the podcast and then I can be their <laughs> friend and it'll be fine. Um, but I love connecting with people. I think there's so much power in story in storytelling and story sharing, um, and being vulnerable. Um, I also knew that I, I didn't know how to reach a lot of people through nutrition, Mm-hmm. Um, because I didn't know how to get one-on-one clients at the time. And I didn't know, I didn't know if anyone would even want to work with me. So I was like, well, like, so they don't like me. They just want to listen to my podcast. Yeah. Um, and over time it's just slowly evolved into more. Like I, I love my podcast cause it's free content. Um, it's free for anybody. It's a, it's a, normally I talk with other people. So you're getting other people's value. It's not just me. So if I'm not your jam, maybe yeah. this other person I'm interviewing is your jam. Um, 
but I was so freaking scared to start it because I, I had heard all these things. Like you see these like professional podcasters that have this like awesome, they're like, oh, I'm in the studio today. I'm like, oh no, like I don't have a studio. <laughs> I don't have the money for a studio. No, we're in the um, kitchen right now. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I know. It, but that's what I'm saying. Like there's just this concept of like, I need all this, this right and all this perfect. Yeah. Um, and I had been to like a women's leadership conference and they talked a lot about like, just going like, stop, stop carrying, just get started. So I texted my husband and I was like, okay, I'm gonna start the podcast. Um, thank God he's a tech guy. Um, I had no freaking clue what to start with, but you don't need anything. You literally need like technology allows you to need virtually nothing. Mm-hmm. Um, you need a couple of small pieces of, of something to record it onto your computer. Um, but I have friends that use like GarageBand on their Mac and their headphones. Like that's literally what you need. Um, Trent Shelton literally records on his phone, like voice mm-hmm. memo on his phone. Yeah. Um, and so I think that there's just so much power in just starting. It doesn't have to be perfect. It doesn't, doesn't matter if you have this really nice setup. It doesn't matter where you do it. Um, I mean, like I'm like locked in our bedroom right now, but sometimes like I've sat in the closet before because that's where it's like quiet. It's like, yeah. you can do it anywhere. Um, I love it because I can do it anywhere. Like we, when we travel, I can still like record episodes, um, which I super love. And I think that so many people just think it has to be perfect or they worry that like, no one's going to want to talk to them, um, or no one's going to listen. And it might not start out with thousands of listens. Like the first time I was like, oh man, this is going to be viral. Like I then I like really hyped myself up. I went the opposite direction. I was like, there's going to be 90 million listens and I'm going to be wealthy. And this is going to be great. Um, I think we got like 142 the first week and I was like, oh crap, like no one cares. Um, but with consistency, like things grow with consistency. Um, I, I love that you can change your, so my company's evolved. I've evolved over three years. Um, we have the exact same podcast RSS feed. So nothing went away. We still have all the episodes um, that you can go back to, which I love because you don't just stay in one spot. You grow, yeah. you grow, you grow with your story. You grow with your journey. It's okay to pivot a little bit. Um, but I love that you can still go back and it's all still on our channel. Um, and so I just think there's so much power in it. I think that everybody has a story to share. I think everybody should have a podcast. Um, I think everybody can do it and you don't need a lot to make it happen. It doesn't have to be this like perfectly lined out thing. Um, there's a ton of free resources. Like you don't have to pay a lot to do it. Um, I have a lot of friends that pay. There's like the third party companies that will like, you can send your, your, your content to they'll edit it for you. Um, if you don't have that resource resource to you, we still don't do that. Like my husband and I edit everything ourselves. Um, we put it out ourselves cause it's, it's something that we just don't want to spend the money on right now. And so there's so many options out there that it doesn't have to be this perfect thing. You don't have to be competitive with it. Um, and someone will listen to you. Someone out there is relating to you. Um, there are podcasts for everything too. Like I have, I listen to like money. We're really big into like financial freedom right now. Mm-hmm. And so I listen to like a variety of financial freedom ones and my favorite, like, yes, I will always be like a ride or die Dave Ramsey fan. Um, but some of my favorite ones are like the girls that just started or the guys that just started that are like just sharing what they know. Mm-hmm. Um, because they're so relatable. Like yeah. Dave Ramsey is like, it's so easy to be out of debt. Cause I'm a millionaire. Like, <laughs> like, okay, well that's cool. But like, I'm normal and average. Like, yeah. Let's take so it back. I, <laughs> yeah. And so I think that there's so much power in like these small podcasts. Um, I listen to podcasts on like marketing content and social media content and lead generation. And like, there's a podcast out there for everything. And so I think no matter what you do and no matter what your industry is, 
you can start a podcast on it and you can talk about it and you can, you will have followers and you will have people that are interested in the things you do. Um, my husband and I listen to very different podcasts. I listen <laughs> to like, like empowerment, leadership, financial things. Like, uh, he listens to like a podcast, like one week they talk about like hummingbirds. And then he's like, Oh, and this week we learned how roller coasters are. And now, now I know all about honeybees. Like, I'm like, who freaking cares? Like, that's but so there's a podcast funny. out there for everything. There is no, I listened to a podcast about, um, uh, astronauts. Like, it, oh, what is it? I don't, I don't remember what the name of the podcast is, but every episode is just like completely random topic. And it was just like, I don't know. I like space. I thought it, I always thought it would be cool to be an astronaut. So whenever I saw the title, something about like space and spaceships, I was like, eh, click play. And yeah, so like there is, it literally is a podcast for everything. Yeah. And you can do it on anything like yeah. beekeeping. Go ahead. Talk about beekeeping. Someone <laughs> listen to it. Like there's someone else out there that needs to hear what you have to say and yeah. put it out there, like put it out there and you will connect with people that, and that's like a big thing that I talk a lot about, like circling yourself up with the right people. If you're putting yourself out there and things that you're passionate about, you're going to find your people. Yes. Like if you are so passionate about beekeeping and you're like, I'm the only person that cares about beekeeping and you start a podcast on beekeeping, you're going to get flooded with people that are like, oh crap, I love beekeeping. <laughs> like, yeah. This is awesome. I love this. Like, you're going to find your people if you're putting yourself out there with things you're passionate about. If you like want to talk about a book that you read every month, like podcast about it, like people will listen to mm -hmm. it. You will find people that are passionate about it. Um, I've been listening to one recently about like the like, creative writing. Cause I freaking suck at creative writing. And I was like, let's launch a magazine. Cause I'm good at meth not writing or editing. Um, <laughs> shout out to my sweet cousin for being our editor and being really good at that kind of stuff. But I've had to stretch myself with things like that. And there is so many cool resources that are totally free. Yeah. Um, the other thing that I get a lot of people are like, well, I can't afford that. I can't afford the $10,000 coach and the mastermind and the education and the conference podcasts are free. Like you listen to them. Podcasts and YouTube are free. I have learned yeah. so much stuff from podcasts and YouTube. Yeah. That, like, it's just a matter of investing the time into finding yeah. those resources, but they're free. They're out there. Yeah. Some of the best leadership, like I have like mentors that are just podcast hosts. Yeah. <laughs> they have no idea that I've solicited them as my mentor, um, but there's so much cool stuff out there. And I think that so many people should just, I think everyone needs a podcast. That's yeah. I'm so glad you have a podcast now because I think you needed one for years. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. No, I've been wanting to do it for years. And so I just finally went for it. Um, it was funny. I was, um, was I was at a shoot. I was a, at a Buff Bunny shoot and everybody was talking about like their side projects because listen, ambitious people, they have a project, but they always have their next project, like right in their brain, ready to go. Right. Like you with yep. your magazine, you like, you know, yep. you want it you want <laughs> the next project. And so everybody was talking about like their, their next project. And in the back of my head, I was like, well, I want my next project to be my podcast, but I hadn't said it out loud. Like I, at that yeah. point, I'd only been talking about it, you know, to myself. And I don't know, it was just, I guess, being surrounded by, again, a circle of people who have the same mindset that you do, who have goals like you do. It just, it empowered me to say like, I'm starting a podcast. And the next thing I know, I was just, I started my podcast. I started searching for names. I started making sure that nobody had the name that I wanted. I started looking at how do you record a podcast? I was like, okay, what can I use to edit it? How do I buy music for like my intro song? Like I just went down the rabbit hole of how do I start a podcast? And the more that I learned, the more I realized, holy shit, I can do this. I'm going to do it. 
I'm going to do it. I'm starting a podcast. And then once yeah. I announced it on Instagram, it was like, well, I already said it to a hundred thousand people. So now I got to do it. It was just kind of like my own accountability that I, like I said, I was going to do it. I'm going to do it. And so, yeah. but yeah, it's just a matter of just going for it. Just, just do it. And that, and that's not just for podcasting. That's like for anything in life, just go mm-hmm. for it. You know, yeah. the worst that could happen is it didn't work out. Mm-hmm. And then you can say, well, it didn't work. So you pivot and do something else. Yeah. And I think there's so much power in putting things out there. Um, I think so much, we just tell ourselves something, yeah. um, but then we, we fear that we're not going to be capable of it, or we fear that people aren't going to like it, or people aren't going to accept it, or people are going to say something. Um, if other people don't like it, then they don't need to be following you and they can go somewhere else. Like, yeah. that's just my opinion on it. Um, the magazine was a lot like that for me. I was so like, I knew that a magazine was something I'd always really wanted to do. Um, I freaking hate my blog. I took it down. I was like, no one comes and reads this. Like, it's not beautiful. I love like beautiful curated things, which is why I love magazines. Um, like I love flipping through magazines, um, but I don't read blogs. Cause I'm like, this is just like, not, this doesn't do anything for me. Um, and so I think that like, it was just one of those things that I was like, okay, freaking suck at writing. I, I really suck at editing. Like you can, Oh, the number one thing people comment on all my social media posts are my grammar errors. Um, I'm pretty sure that's the number one comment type that I get is like, did you know that you spelled it without an apostrophe? I'm like, yeah, never done that. <laughs> oh my God. Or I spell believe wrong a lot on my posts. Uh, oh like my believe. God. believe. <laughs> yeah. I spell believe like I switch the I and the E and like, I'll do it right on one word in the yeah. same post. Oh man. People love it. People love it. That's how I get my engagement. That's my engagement tools. Just leave spelling errors. So hey, you're, just, you know, you're just hacking the algorithm. No big deal. Yeah. Yeah. And so I think that like, it was one of those things and I was like, okay, now I put it out in the world. And then I like solicited my cousin. Like I was like, okay, you're really good at these things. And like, I need you on board. Like I need you, I need you real yeah. bad. Um, but once I put it out there, I was like, crap, I can't go back now. Like, yeah. nope, like, nope. But then it's okay too. If things don't work out, um, that's happening. I'm very deeply passionate about the magazine right now. That's definitely happening. Um, but just recently I put out that I was going to launch a mastermind course. It didn't stick the way I wanted it to. And I just didn't do it. It posted. I talked about it. I talked about it a ton on my stories. And then I was like, okay, my, my audience is not where that needs to be. So I just didn't do it. And that's fine. Like, yeah, you don't have to worry, like publicly fail. It's fine. And like, it just wasn't, it, I realized pretty quickly that my audience was like, no, like you, you help us achieve our goals at like an affordable rate. And this is not an affordable price point for so many of us. Um, and so I just didn't, I was like, cool, I'm not doing that. Like that didn't stick. Like, and that's okay. Like I, it's the same reason I publicly failed with my trademark issue. Like I was so public about my trademark problem. Um, and so many people were like, oh, why would you, and I have had so many people that have had issues just like that and not said anything publicly. Mm-hmm. Um, and so many people were like, why would you share? Like, that's so embarrassing. I'm like, but why? <laughs> like, but it's, it's, like, it's, and it's, it's okay. Yeah. No, I like, because you shared that I knew when I picked the name for my podcast that I had to go Google the name for my podcast and make sure nobody else had it, yeah. you know? So by people are learning things when we share things and it might just be one person who learned something from it, but Hey, that's one person who is now, you know, a little bit smarter, a little bit more informed. So yeah, I'm glad you hear that. Um, another thing is that you should not be afraid to ask people for help. Cause I think sometimes Mm -hmm. we, we want to try something new. And so we go and we do our own research, but then we're still not fully, I guess, comfortable or convinced that we can do it. 
Or maybe there's just one little part that you're still questioning and you're afraid to ask for help. And I see this as a teacher, like kids don't like asking for help. They don't want to be embarrassed. They don't want like their friends or their peers to judge them because maybe they understood what a square root was and they didn't. And they're afraid to ask, I don't get it or say, I don't get it, you know? And I think we need to get over that fear because all we're doing is just like limiting ourselves or holding ourselves back. Um, and an example with me with starting my podcast, you know, I mentioned like I was Googling how to find music, how to buy a license for music. And I thought I had the answer, but I still wasn't sure. So what did I do? I turned to you. I turned to you and I turned to one of my other friends who also has, has a podcast. And I asked both of me, I'm like, Hey, like, can you tell me how you found your music and like, what is a normal price to pay? Yeah, I was gonna like, say, I know you were like, is this a normal price? Like, yeah. should this be the price I made? Yeah, I was like, this doesn't seem right, but like, I don't know. I also, I have no idea. So like, is this, yeah. And, and I think we need to stop being so afraid to ask for help, you know? Yeah, I completely agree with that. I think so many people are afraid um, that they're going to look stupid. Mm-hmm. or like other people aren't going to want to help them. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm like the queen of asking for help. Sorry if you're my friend, you're helping me with something. Um, the magazine's been a very, very strong example of that. I've solicited so many people like, okay, great. Well, I need help with all of these things. Um, I think there's power in that. And I think that so many people are so afraid. I will get DMs all the time of people that are like, hey, I'm interested in starting a podcast, but you don't want to waste your time. Like, can you share just a couple of things on like this? And like, I am so more than happy to share my entire process with people. Like, and I think so many people are that way. If people are not that way and not open to receiving and and helping people, they're not your people. Like you, those are the wrong people. Those are people that are competitive at a different level um, that are not supporting your growth. And I don't Mm -hmm. love those people for you. Like I I want people to be surrounded by people that support their growth. Um, I think there's so much power in asking for help on anything like, Oh yeah. If I don't know something, I ask all sorts of people. <laughs> yeah. You you said, you know, the people who are not willing to help you, that says a lot about them. Like if they're so competitive that they don't want to help you, that's going to come back and bite them in the ass later on. My mom's always, you know, said like, if you help others that, that I guess like that karma is going to come back come back around and it's going to help you later on when you need something. And so that's always something that I like to put out into the world. Like I want to help people. I want to empower people. I want to share um, resources and knowledge with people because I want it to be a community where we all help each other grow. We all empower one another and there's enough room at the table for all of us. And you, you're that kind of person because the minute I announced that I was having a podcast, you were already in my DMs. How can I help? <laughs> what do you want to do? Hey, do you want to do Clubhouse? Here, I got an invitation to Clubhouse. Can you, do you want to chat tonight? And like, I just adore you because it proves that you're my kind of people. But, yeah. but those are the kind of people that you need to surround yourself with. So if you're getting people who are like, no, well, you need to Google it. Or uh, no, you need to hire blah, blah, blah. Or you know, you should pay for this because I had to pay for it. Like those those people don't care about you. Those people are competing with you and you don't need that negativity. You don't need that kind of energy around you. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I agree completely. I I'm so excited when people launch things. Um, like I think that everything should be celebrated. Like you are a New York times bestseller book author. (laughs) 
Um, and I think everything should be celebrated that way. Um, I've had a few friends launch podcasts recently. It just makes me so excited. Like, and if you do not have people that are, that are cheering you on, like, no, you mm-hmm. need new people in your life. And I, those people are toxic to you then. And you need new friends. Yes. New friends, new circle, new energy, all of the above. Yeah. Well, I think that's all I have for us today. Yay. Well, that was so much fun. Thank you so much for having me. Yeah, no, thank you. I'm glad you made time. It, it took us a while to figure out a time to I record. Know. <laughs> I know. But I'm glad we did it. And I'm obviously definitely going to have you back again Yay. later on. <laughs> but yeah. Thanks for hanging out today. And yeah, I'm so excited. Oh, oh before, we, before we go, before we go, can you tell people where to find you, plug all your stuff? Yeah, absolutely. So I hang out on Instagram a lot um, or our web, my website. Um, but my Instagram is the Gloponent Method. The website is the Gloponent Method. Anything Gloponent Method. When you go through a trademark issue, you buy everything um, the second round. So yeah, pretty much the Gloponent Method. But Instagram is where I primarily hang out. Yeah, definitely guys check out her Instagram. Even if um, it's it's a good Instagram to follow if you just need like those little daily tidbits of of good energy and thought-provoking little quotes and even your Instagram. So I love your affirmations on your Instagram stories every morning where you have the poll and it's not like, do you have an affirmation? It's like, here are two affirmations. Pick the one you want today. I yep, love that. Settle into one. <laughs> <laughs> yep. Yeah, I love that. Yep. So definitely guys check out her Instagram. So yeah, thank you. Yeah, thanks. I'll see you soon. Yep. Yeah. <laughs>